0: Tony Don't tell me down You piece of shit Shut your mouth Look at me Tony Look at me I want you to fire me You f***ing mark Fire me Fire
1: me
2: Boy That escalated quickly I mean that really got out of hand fast It jumped up a notch It did
3: didn't it On a week where the high tides of the seven seas are a little rockier, welcome listener Sue Podcast ONA. Hello everyone. Hello. How are you?
2: I'm about to morb. God, ha- God, wait, wait, hang on. I just realized something. Ha- was the last time we did an episode before the Morbining I think so. Oh my god. I think
3: that yeah, I think that was
2: before the meme. Okay, so like I feel like you could argue what the best feel I feel like there's a lot of good morbing out content, but I legitimately think the single greatest one is the Chainsaw Man edits Which is literally Denji and Makima just sitting in a movie theater as there's like a shitty black and white like manga-esque panel version of Jared Leto doing his fucking monster face going I'm starting to morb as Makima starts crying which is which is just just absolutely incredible by the way So, is that movie just going to get a sequel because executives are being baited into thinking people like Morbius? (sighs) I hope not. We need... Sony,
3: we need you to understand we're making all the memes because the movie is ungodly terrible. Like,
2: if, if the views were there, that might be a thing, but I don't even think it did well in theaters unless, like... Unless maybe, like either home video or streaming numbers are great which it's like I saw like the number one movie on Apple TV plus which is a very embarrassing that, that that doesn't mean anything it's a very embarrassing
3: metric okay I, I'm pulling it up here uh, Morbius's budget is about 80 million. It's box office, about $160 million, so it did at least make a small profit, but its uh, reception is... Pretty abysmal. Well, we're making memes out of it, so that should tell you all you need to know.
2: hmm Yeah, that sounds about right. But it's, it's just kind of insane to me that that's a thing. <laughs> also, a lot of time passes, and... Man, yeah, last night I just got back from a long day of, like, traveling from Maine because of uh, Memorial Day traffic being a bitch and a half it was a long day I was ready to go to bed early and then I see the inside outtakes so so of course I had to stay up for that which not only is that kind of neat stuff from a general behind the scenes seeing all of the, the botched tapes overlapped with like the good take is amazing. And also I counted at least 35 takes of him trying to do that one like dramatic turn zoom in thing from welcome to the internet and botching all of them. I'm like, Oh man, that's real. (laughs) Did you watch it all Alex? I only skimmed
3: through it because I didn't have an hour to spend today. Uh, I've I've actually... um, I'm a bit under the weather, so that's why I sound a little uh, worse for wear right now. I don't know what I have. I don't know if it's a cold or if it's pollen allergies or or just exhaustion or whatever. It's not COVID. I am still yet to catch it.
2: I don't know how. Sometimes just stupid luck. Either way, I got all the tests and stuff either way. Yeah. They're free, y'all.
3: Go uh, get them from the post office. Yeah. You don't even have to go get them. Yeah, you get you get them sent to your mailbox.
2: But yeah, so uh inside is very good. Uh, a couple of the new songs were really good. Uh, the chicken the chicken and 5 years were really good. At like really good songs genuinely, like almost completed songs that I guess just either didn't have a complete ending or you just it wasn't satisfied enough to put in the full thing for reasons. But also, like... Fucking Biden is a very unfinished song. But, like... That aged almost uncomfortably well. Uncomfortably well. I'll definitely say... um, Probably one of the funniest things written in there is... Everybody's a feminist until there's a spider around. Which I got a huge cackle out of it. Yeah. Uh,
3: Jet, Jet, anything going on with you lately?
4: Um, uh, not really now.
3: Oh. <coughs> okay, well, um... Well, at least I can say that, uh... My production workflow is going to improve a bit. I got myself my first big boy monitor, a 27-inch Samsung 4K monitor, and, uh... Compared to my 13-inch uh, MacBook Air, this is like an iMac screen. Hoorah! It's giant! And that means I can see everything with uh, great clarity. Hoorah! That's good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I have discovered that because there's a USB hub on this monitor, I can plug in this probably 18-year-old Apple keyboard that came with like an older iMac into... The monitor's USB ports, because I have the monitor hooked to my laptop via USB-C, and because Apple has this gimmick where you can uh, link a mouse and keyboard from your computer to your iPad, I can use this very old keyboard on my iPad, and that's just fun. Alrighty, cool. Very exciting life I lead, I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I also want
3: to Yeah, I also went and saw Top Gun Maverick, which is way better than it had any right to be.
0: Seems to be what the reports
3: are saying. Yeah. I think I'm seeing it on Sunday.
0: Mm.
2: Uh, I'll get around to... I didn't watch that much Top Gun in the past, so I don't know. I mean, they actually made a story
3: out of it this time. Fancy Mm. that. Yeah, okay. Okay, so... Let's hope my voice doesn't give out by the time we're done with this, because we have a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, Weird scheduling aside, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff here to get to. So let's just not waste any time, let's get right into it, and let's start with... uh, Let me push the button here. The Hunter X Hunter Watch
2: Update! After almost four years of radio silence... There is news. Yes. Kind of. Maybe,
3: yeah. As reported by Variety, so this is a big deal. The big news is
2: Yoshihiro Tagashi's now on Twitter. Okay. Let me explain the saga of how the Tagashi Twitter thing happened. It basically was, like, a random Twitter account. Like, almost like a seemingly nonsense-looking Twitter account. So to, so, to clarify how the sequence of events worked, basically, there was just this Twitter account that looks like... The URL is basically nonsense bot-tier shit URL account. Like, basically... The, uh, but it had... Um, you know how in Shonen in Jump, every author has like a little avatar profile. It had Tagashi's avatar profile in the magazine, but it was like a nonsense Twitter username with a, with like a manga page, which like a manga transcript page with a number, the number being six on it. People were like, oh, wait, is this for real? Is that Tagashi? And everybody's like, that's not fucking Tagashi. This is just some random bot. Until Yusuke Murata of One Punch Man fame confirmed, no, that's actually Tagashi. And then everybody was like, oh shit, that's Tagashi. Oh shit, he's working on it! And then everybody lost their motherfucking minds. Why is this interesting? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, Tagashi being on Twitter is kind of defying all of the, the, the ways Twitter works and succeeding by not trying. And if you want to talk about, like, what do I mean by a nonsense URL, his Twitter at is capital U, lowercase n, 4v5s8bgs capital v k9 capital x p that is tagashi's actual twitter handle he has been posting what is basically the equivalent of like behind the scenes pages with basically Showing off that he has worked on at least a page a day? It is unclear if these are chapters, by the way. These might just be individual pages of a single chapter. We don't know how far he's gotten. We don't know when it's coming back. We don't know if this is actually a lot of progress or not. We just know in the time that he has posted, he has posted corners of these pages saying he has done at least 12 pages... And in the course of maybe like a week, has become the single most followed mangaka on Twitter. How insane is that? We're talking about people who post regular art updates and have been in the Twitter game for years. Like, Hiro Mashima has 1.7 million followers. Kohei Horikoshi of My Hero Academia fame has 2.1 million followers in the course of maybe like a week or two with a nonsense Twitter URL and just the most, hey, look, I, I did a page today, has gained 2.4 million followers. It is
0: impressively
2: interesting. So Tagashi on Twitter is, you remember that episode of SpongeBob SquarePants where Squidward's doing a talent show and nobody gives a shit? but then Spongebob comes on stage to wipe all of the thrown fruit and everybody starts cheering whenever he starts mopping the floor. Mm-hmm. Tagashi is Spongebob in that scenario and it's working. <laughs> it, it's literally insane that like this just kind of nonsense. Hey, he's he's working on it. It's been four years, but he is actively working on it. We don't know how far he's gotten. We don't know if this is a bunch of chapters, or if this is just the first chapter he's worked on in a while. But we know he's working on it, and he's on Twitter. That's all we know, but legitimately, everybody who is a Hunter Hunter fan is so starved for everything that they're losing their motherfucking minds. Think of the cabbage guy. No, not the cabbage guy, it's 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 you know when Aang does the little air thing and that one dude starts foaming at the fucking mouth? That's Hunter Hunter fandom right now. Anyways, Tagashi is at least actively working again. People are excited, and you know what? I'm glad he's living his best life being an old man who doesn't understand social media, but is trying and suddenly becomes the most popular mangaka on social media because people are that hungry for Hunter Hunter. It's kind of beautiful, actually.
3: All right, so yeah, uh, maybe there's gonna be more to come in the next while. We don't we don't know, but hey, it's always cool to see. All right, now we're going to lead into some recently announced uh, new seasons. Yeah, that's how I'll put it. And coming to us in October, yes, it is season three of Mob Psycho One Hundred.
2: Yeah, so, guess what? Mob Psycho 100 still looks really good. Also, kind of goes without saying, they they make really good trailers. Like, the people who are marketing Mob cut some damn good trailers. With a lot of footage that's probably just actual footage. So, as far as I can tell, this is actually going to be the end of Mob Psycho 100.
4: I mean, I think there's, like, the last... I think they have to adapt, like, the last third of the manga, so, yeah, probably.
2: And, yeah, they, they've they done a fair bit of it already, and, yeah, I am excited. mm mm-hmm. just, just, Mob's good. Mob's Igo 100 is a good show, and the team that works on Mob knows it's good, and has been doing some damn good work with it.
3: Mm-hmm. It helps when you have a big studio like Bones with a great creative staff, and um, I'm, I'm pretty sure some good um, money coming in
2: from Warner Brothers Japan as well. I not I don't even think it's just a money thing. I legitimately think it's just a good schedule and the ability and time to do the good schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, there go. He- like they, like. Basically, a new season of Mob has come out every three years, mm-hmm. which is a good amount of time to actually work on a thing.
4: Especially uh, given the current
2: state of the industry, especially current, yeah, especially current, especially in the current landscape, it's having the time and talent and managing and passion to do something like this is still pretty fucking standout. Mm-hmm. I look forward to see how much Studio Bones is going to make Reagan Artaka look like a hoe for all the world to see. <laughs> I can't laugh. Don't make me laugh.
3: I will try. All right. I will fail, but I will try. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah, there's that. Also newly announced for uh, October, or recently announced for October, Urusei Hatsura coming to you, you all on the Noitamina block, and well, we, we know it's going to be four cores. I'm not going to bet four
2: consecutive. That might be a bit much. I, I also agree. I don't think four consecutive. I think it's going to be, like...
4: Probably 26. 20, probably 26, break, and then 26.
2: Hmm. I they I've actually they never actually confirmed if it was like oh, how many well, episodes, but I, w- whatever it is, uh, yeah. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say at least two core split. Two core is a fair assumption. They gave this a very good preview video too. It looks very uh, very yeah, uh, it looks great. I, I I know people are curious about what they're gonna do, like as a best of kind of deal, because yeah, this is not they're not gonna do the whole manga. They they. They can't, but they're probably going to at least do a good amount of, like, the memorable, most notable things and make it coherent.
4: Yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, it is pretty much just a rom-com, so they can be pretty, <clears making throat> what what's not choose to that. It.
2: It's also going to be really funny watching people in 2022... Be very confused and very upset at why this dude does not fuck this alien girl. Aliens <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, everywhere! You,
4: uh, the entire uh, discourse is probably going to be very dark.
2: <laughs> it's also really funny. I still remember people being like, "Wow, it's it's wild. They're doing this. You can't get away with this in twenty uh, so, okay, like, really?
4: okay, okay, okay. Really? And the grand scheme of things. Otaru is not really worse than, like, pretty much any rom protagonist these days. Like, he's, like, he's, like he's, he's pretty much the same compared to, like, nearly any he's a guy protagonist.
2: The bar has... The bar can always go low that,
4: Yeah, that, Yeah, the one you could actually... The one you probably could not do nowadays is so... definitely Ranma.
2: Honestly, uh, yeah, <laughs> Ranma's probably the big hard to get away with that one nowadays Urusei Yatsura you're probably going to be fine <sighs>
3: where were all of you when Bramiko Takahashi invented the waifu in 1978
4: she I mean she invented the waifu she did a pretty good like romantic drama before that went based on a Goku she invented harems with Randa I mean yeah she pioneered like pretty much three genres
2: also, it kind of goes without saying, this is a pretty loaded Seiyu cast, by uh-huh. the way. So, we've already mentioned, like, Hiroshi Kamiya and Sumire Urisaka as Laminatoru. But you got Maya Uchida, Mamoru Miyano, and just recently announced Wataru Takagi, and Miyuki Sawashiro. Like, look, I'm a dub guy, I know those fucking names. Also, I don't know who this Sakura girl is, but me likey. Ugh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you'll like her. Dope. Anyways, yeah, uh Ursa Yatsura, look forward to that in the fall, in October as well, which we have a um, sort of unreasonably stacked fall. Yeah, especially uh, if we get the word
3: that the Thousand Year War is going to be happening in October as well, it's going to be a little too stacked. Oh, that's stacked. confirmed.
2: Oh, it is confirmed. Oh, that's confirmed. Oh, that one's confirmed. Well, one of the fuck. things we're going to be talking about later is technically not confirmed, but it might as well be. Well then, um, well, we'll yeah, no, it's stacked. It's yeah.
3: ridiculous. Okay, we'll uh, we'll we'll figure that out as we go along. So <sighs> there is more uh, new announcements to discuss. Although this one, I'm left a little uh... how. How is there more seven deadly sins happening? It's
2: the Boruto. That's what this is. Oh my this god. This is the, this is the next generation.
4: Ah, uh, I mean, <sighs> I guess that really is
2: just the trend now. Which like it's a strange trend, but whatever. Also like what uh, the production of The production of the Seven Deadly Sins anime series is really sunk cost fallacy. Like, there is at least two new movies that is starring, like, Meliodas' kid that what we saw of it was really janky CG. This does not look to be janky CG. That doesn't mean it's gonna look good, but the PV poster is drawn. Ugh. I don't really know much about Four nights of the Apocalypse I just know it medieval themed kids there might be some next generation stuff I really don't know i I kind of haven't paid attention since season three the series has won on its welcome and there's only
3: one thing left to say to it
0: Gretchen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen.
3: Hmm. You're welcome, everyone. There is your mean girls quota for the week.
2: Look, I mean, let's face it. Netflix can cancel all the uh, lo- the North American Westernish cartoons and still m- get a cheap anime and make some good money off of it. Ugh. That's ru- that's harsh. But that's probably the exact train of thought. <sighs> well, then, um,
3: let's just uh, dust that off and talk about something that's not as perplexing uh, based on a certain point of view, but still. Uh, okay. Newly announced will be coming. Uh, n- newly announced to be coming will be an anime of. Me and Roboco.
2: So, this one I'm not that surprised by, because it seems like this has been doing well. It's going to be interesting to see how they adapt it, though, or what the game plan is, because this is very gag comedy. Hardcore gag comedy. I don't really think there's a lot of character-based stuff here. This is a very silly series. Also, like every single manga cover of this has been a parody of other Jump manga covers. By yeah,
4: me, right? I'm pretty sure, like even like the announcement cover on Jump was like a parody of the Promise Neverland announcement.
2: Um, it maybe. Anyways, I'm going to send this to you. I know this isn't gonna work for an audio podcast. This was what the cover of the manga's premiere looked like. By the way.
3: Uh, yeah, it is most definitely an assortment of jump characters looking very, um,
2: odd. The the author literally drew all of the other characters in Weekly Shonen Jump running at the time as gag characters, which is always fun to see covers like these where it's like, oh, that was still around back then. Yeah, you know, fancy that. So yeah, me and Robico, uh, Cool. Uh, it's probably going to be a series of shorts, probably like Psyche-K or something.
3: Okay, well, um... We also have here something much more, uh... lovely and expected because we've been waiting a little while for more. We're getting not one, but two new Konosuba projects. Season three of Konosuba and... A spinoff series, Suba, an explosion on this wonderful world.
2: I think my biggest surprise about these announcements is there's a lot more returning staff than I was expecting, including the character designer, which I legitimately thought was a different character designer, because it looked slightly cleaner, but... No, they they still look a little jank. They they still look pretty jank. Yeah. So.
3: Although uh, this is not going to be produced at Studio Dean nor at JC
2: Staff, it's going to be produced at Studio Drive. So yeah, we're kind of at that, that point where I think it's basically they can, if they can a lot if they can keep the staff cool, keeping the studio is not really necessary in the global scale. because there's every studios literally agreed to do like five or six other projects over the next five to six years <laughs> and that's not even including the insane ones oh, so gosh. yeah um drive are the guys that is the studio that's doing the upcoming to your eternity season two. They did Actors Songs Connection. They're doing Uzumaki. And they did uh, Vlad Love 2. Just to name a couple.
3: Hmm. Yep. No,
2: no dates for these either. But we know they're coming. I feel like one of... I feel like these aren't going to be back to back. Because they seem to both have... The same staff. Which probably means they're going to be at least f- a little far out from each other or at least slightly removed from one another. Okay. Either way, hey,
3: go on to Suba. Yeah, cool. All right. Now, some of you might remember a little while ago, uh, a year and a half ago, actually, we talked about a really fun show called Hypnosis Mike, a show all about insane rap battles with pretty boy BashoNins. Mm-hmm. It looks like Avex wants to get in on this action because the hip hop multimedia project, as said here in the ANN piece from Avex and G Crest, Paradox Live, will be getting a TV anime in 2023 entitled Paradox Live the Animation. Andrew,
2: read the synopsis. Um, okay, cool. I haven't actually read this myself. All right. Uh, the franchise takes place in the near future where rappers wear accessories that contain a metallic substance called phantom metal. Through the phantom metal's chemical reaction with the rapper's own DNA, the rappers can create illusions linked to their emotions during their performance. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang, JoJo, hang on. Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm sorry, are there stands like fucking holograms? Are they? Are these literally like idle stand holograms?
3: This is my kind of stupid fun that I like to see. What? Are
2: we going to see fucking Tupac in sta- holograms in this? Keep reading it, Andrew. Oh, shit, there's more. Okay, uh... A Paradox Live event at the Club Paradox featured four hip-hop teams. Bay, (laughs) The Cat's Whiskers, Cosmes, and Akanyasura. Their battle at the event inspired the legendary hip-hop team Buraikon, who are holding a new concert titled Phantom Love, this time featuring eight teams. Phantom Live, but yeah, whatever. Either way... This fucking sounds so stupid. I want it now. Phantom medal of uh, solving the manifestation of your emotions for on the concert. It's, okay, that's fucking all right. I didn't know anything about this. I didn't actually read this, so fuck it. I'm game. Uh, truly, we live in the greatest timeline.
3: Okay, so. Uh, we had some Star Wars titles announced at the Star Wars celebration event recently in Anaheim, and uh yes, you can imagine that's uh quote unquote fans are being racist again because these people like to live in a fucking fantasy world where everyone has to look the exact fucking same
4: yeah,
2: so like if the social media accounts is saying don't be racist. Boy, that's a bad uh. Wow, yeah, shit Star Wars fandom's fucking bad mm-hmm. right now in that regard. Yeah.
3: And you might remember a little while ago, uh Disney released Star Wars Visions on Disney Plus, a pretty cool uh, animated anthology series based for, uh, made for, made by studios and creators based out of Japan they have announced a Volume 2 of Star Wars Visions happening next year, tentatively Spring 2023. But they're going to be branching more past Japan for this project, specifically creators from the US or California, Chile, the UK, Ireland, France, Spain, South Africa, India, and South Korea,
2: as well as Japan for this project. So, basically, Global Anthology for Star Wars visions by all the different like countries in the world. And I'm gonna be real, I'm fucking here for that. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, that does sound pretty neat.
2: Like they got a fair amount of like the big Japanese studios already, so you might as well expand more outward to the globe. Yeah, and if if Disney's coming into doing all the Star Wars stuff, you may as well get a little weird with it. Honestly, I think that's the most interesting direction to go with the Star Wars stuff is to let them get a little weird with it. So fuck it. This is great. Yeah.
3: Oh and uh Should Season 3 of The Mandalorian be coming sooner rather than later, uh, I hear Sasha Banks is available for more roles, just saying. She, uh, got a little more time on her hands. Mm -hmm. Some of you might know what I'm talking about, some of you may not. I don't care. Got it. (sighs) Okay, um, moving on. Even more new show announcements happening because, um... Well, a little while ago was Upfront Week for all the TV networks, and if I may uh, take a brief tangent on what I had planned, because I'm a little sick, the state of TV right now is absolutely terrible.
2: It's... it's not
3: the best. No. I, what really set me off was the announcement that ABC had... Renewed this new run of American Idol for next year for like its fifth or sixth season. Like I, I stopped keep I stopped keeping track. I pay attention to television ratings that come out every uh, day or most days. You want to know what American Idol did for a season finale recently? Uh, what did it do?
2: Just over six million viewers. I, that is far a far cry from Idol in a table. Yeah, because
3: even like 15 years ago when American Idol was, you know, really big on Fox, it would usually do anywhere from 20 to 30 million viewers per week.
4: Yeah. Uh, and the main thing is, about today's outsiders is actually pretty high.
3: That is sad because I've, I've noticed the ceiling for television, broadcast or cable is 7 million viewers. For whatever Mm. reason, nothing can get past 7 million viewers except, well, live sports, which is where all the money's going into. And even then, it's not a given that a game will pass 7 million viewers. Like, the NBA playoffs, those have been doing great numbers for TNT and ESPN. Even that can't get past 7 million viewers. Like, oh. But going back to broadcast TV... It's it's bad. This is as bad as it's ever been. Like between the three hours of Dick Wolf fellatio on CBS and NBC total, so that's six hours total. And all the fucking cop procedurals and the sitcoms that stopped being funny years ago and just whatever else it's bad. It's really bad. At, at least we have Abbott Elementary, which is probably the best show on TV right now. But aside, but aside from that, everything is just... Oh, it's awful. I still have yet to actually watch that. I should get around to it. And then there's the CW, which is like
2: one step away from death. So, yeah, Riverdale may be dead, much to the ire of... um. Much to the ire of... Super Eyepatch Wolf. Super iPatch Wolf, yeah. Why must we kill things that are beautiful in this world? But good news! Gotham Knight seems to be picking up that mantle. (sighs) Saw a trailer for that today, and oh man. The CW averages
3: 350,000 viewers on any given night.
2: (sighs) Which, by the way, I saw that they're doing a spinoff on... Sam and Dean's parents and my immediate thought to seeing that is you think the modern day existing fandom of Supernatural is gonna give a flying fuck about a straight couple? You're out of your fucking (sighs) minds.
3: Ugh. (sighs) Yeah, it's um not not looking great for TV. I mean, at least we have, you know, the, the wonderful world of, you know, premium streaming to get weird with, but even, even that's not a guarantee. I mean, look at, look at Peacock. That thing is a money loser for NBC.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, where was, what was I going with this? Uh, Oh, where were uh, we going right, with right, this? Right. Uh, Adult Swim. They, they announced a couple things. They announced that the Eric Andre show is coming back for a new season. Yeah! They announced that Teenage t- Euthanasia is coming back for a new season. It, it's fine. And they also announced a couple anime projects. Let's get the obvious one out. Takashi Sano is directing a 10-episode Rick and Morty anime series, because why the hell not?
2: Okay, like, I'm less surprised about... Okay, how do I describe this? There's been a couple of shorts already being done at Telecom Animation by this director already. But just the phrase, Rick and Morty, the anime series, just written out as a real thing, is insane. Like, how do... Uh, this is, Rick and Morty is clearly like the biggest IP Adult Swim has put out to the point that it is actually mainstream IP outside of just people who really like Adult Swim stuff. That much I recognize. I also just recognize, I think, season five was the point I finally fell off. And I'm not that interested in jumping back on. Remember what I said about cable TV? So that's not
3: doing so hot either, so you gotta you gotta figure out what works and just punch it into the ground until it stops working, which is why we have 20 goddamn seasons of Law and & Order and NCIS on TV.
2: Well, Alex, I regret to inform you that once they renewed, like, season three, they greenlit seven I'm more seasons. I'm aware of that. I'm fully aware so of that. So we still have at least five more to go.
3: Uh, Rick and Morty for 100 years.com, Morty... Perhaps
0: the most interesting part of that news is apparently it will not be dubbed. Not that that's what. Uh, this is per Demarco.
3: Interesting. What? Okay.
0: What? what? Okay. It will be Why? S- Japanese language with subtitles only.
2: But I. I almost admire the novelty, but that actively seems insane. I think I get why, because you can't
3: have Justin Hart, Justin, and Dan doing the voices for it, and you also can't cast
2: anyone else to do the voices for it. Fair enough, but at the same... Okay, okay, I guess in that sense, expecting Justin Roiland to do dubbing is insane. Cause even the prelay people are like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. That's fair. But also insane. that I I guess that does stand out as being something different. It that's just an odd choice. I would just like to say for the record, I would love more Bushworld Adventures. Thank you very much. Indeed. Oh, fucking Bush Well, you know what? I'm I'm content without it because those dudes are already covered as far as like the good Adult Swim comedies in regards to, uh, uh, fu- they're, like Smiling Friends and the other show that Michael Cusack did. The name escapes me, but that one was pretty fucking funny, too.
0: JJ. Bird. I didn't mean a whole, like, pretty a whole
2: good. season. that have just been, like,
3: you know, like a, another one off. Fair enough. Okay. Anyways, Rick and Morty anime. Yeah, sure. Okay. But then there's the other one, which, uh, was the buried lead of sorts. We have a new project coming to us from EH Production and Sola Entertainment called Ninja Kamui. Before I tell you who's working on this, let's read this synopsis.
2: Okay, let's. Ninja Kamui follows Joe Higan, who is a uh, Nukanin. A former ninja who escaped his clan and is hiding from his violent past in rural America with his family. What is rural? Uh, One night he is ambushed by a team of assassins from his former organization who exact a bloody retribution on Joe and his family for betraying their ancient code. Rising from his seeming death, Joe will reemerge as his former self, Ninja Kamoy, to avenge his family and friends. Kamoi is a 21st century ninja, a shadowy anach- anachronism who pits his Ancient skills against high-tech weaponry with brutal finesse, he must face off against trained assassins, combat cyborgs, and rival ninjas to bring down the very clan that made him. So this just sounds like unironic ninja slayer. Kind of, sort of, yeah.
3: But then there's the names of the people working on it. So, designing the characters is Takeshi Okazaki of Batman Ninja and Afro Samurai fame. Fuck, they got the Afro right And right? directing Shit. this project, again, an original project
2: for Adult Swim, Sungho Park. So this is interesting because we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago because it just sort of came out as a bit of a rumor that Sungho Park left MAPPA to create his own studio. But we did not have an actual source to corroborate that so we couldn't really talk about it as like a news thing. Now, now we have direct confirmation that Sung Ho Park has left Mappa and made his own studio. So yeah, That is good for Sung Ho Park. Dude is a talented director. It it literally cannot go without saying that it is because of him. It is partially because of uh, Sungho Park that Jujutsu Kaisen kind of became a monster success. The, the, The shit he did with God of High School. Like, God of High School was also kind of him too. Because God of High School basically having the staff ready for Jujutsu Kaisen made Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm gonna say Garo Vanishing Line was fucking great. Which was his directorial debut. This dude's talented. This dude deserves this work. I'm happy that this dude is no longer at MAPPA. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: very good. Uh, we don't have any dates for these projects, so they did say that as these Aeron's all Swim, they will also be available on HBO Max, so it's good to know that uh, they're putting a little more effort into that uh, whole
2: platform, which, uh, yeah, that's always good. So yeah, uh, that's... Ninja Kamoy, I'm curious in. Rickety Morty... Eh, cool. It's cool? I'm not gonna complain. I'm just... Eh. Okay.
3: Alright, so now we have here uh, an interesting interesting
2: news piece. Let, let's go into it before we go and Let's read what it is yes, before we say yes, our thoughts yes, on yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. So...
3: Anaplex, CloverWorks, Wit Studio, and Shueisha have announced they have established a new company called. I'm gonna butcher this name, Joen. Joen. Joen 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 It's spelled J-O-E-N. It's, jo-en. It's spelled J-O-E-N. I, I don't know how you how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, I, I'm, just gonna, gonna call, I'm gonna. call it Joey, you can't yeah, stop me. Yeah, I'm just gonna go
4: Joey Doom. Joen <laughs>
3: Okay, um, worth noting, uh, Cloverworks producer Yuichi Fukushima and with WIT producer Tetsuya Nakataki are the representative directors of this company with initial capital investments of a hundred million yen. And their objective is said to be primarily the planning and production of television, anime series, anime films,
2: and short clips. So, The way I could describe this is they saw Cloverworks and Wit Studio come together for Spy Family because the director really wanted to get some assistance on it and he was really close with the people at Cloverworks. So that happened because the people working on it were close and had a mutually beneficial uh, tag team that really made Spy Family a fucking smash hit. And then Anaplex got really butthurt. It got left out of Spy Family. (laughs) So then it's like, fuck it. Fuck you. I want to get in on that. Okay, you two are going to come together because I said so. I said so. I want to get in on this too. (sighs) And now we have Chowin.
4: Yep. Uh, yeah. And, uh, don't let all that, uh, oh, you know, we're, we're, we're totally gonna, you know, uh, help out the animators we're we're totally gonna give them what they want pay them better uh you know like not overwork them uh says so says anaplex who has a uh, you know uh rather notoriously uh such recent productions as wonder egg where uh, we saw what happened <sighs> to those last couple of episodes and uh they overworked some of the stuff to the point where they got hospitalized so there's
2: that uh, you know, they, Also, they, Tokyo Ward 24, uh, which, like, before that came out, the director was like, yeah, we're fucking dying. Yeah,
4: here. and uh, also, you know, uh, they thought they were going to be able to put out 86 in 2020, and uh, even in 2021, like, it, it struggled to completion in the last couple of episodes got delayed to this year. So, uh,
2: yeah. yeah so. I don't know. Trusting Anaflex for a good pipeline is... I got a
4: bridge to sell you.
2: I definitely got a bridge to sell me. And I think, here's what I think. I think they just want a good committee partnership for the next time one of these big titles. Also, we should probably mention Shueisha, yeah. Uh, Shueisha is involved in this. Which Shueisha has worked with Aniplex, Cloverworks, and WIT Studio on past big productions. So, I guess Jowin is going to be a thing the next time a big Shueisha thing, they really want to get these studios working together, I guess. I don't know. The only thing I'll say is this is alright. I just don't think we're... Them trying to sell me that this is going to be beneficial for the people that work on the anime is... Don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining, okay? Yeah, there are some doubts to be
3: had, but other than that, everything is a little too early to call.
2: It's a little too early, it's just... I feel like even on good days, Shueisha and Aniplex have enough for me to call suspect. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well then, uh, speaking of Sony, you know I had to. Crunchyroll made the announcement recently, they called dibs on Chainsaw Man.
2: They just dropped this on a fucking Monday, by the way. Like... This was before the big Memorial Day weekend. They just dropped this on a fucking Monday. Mm. Like, oh, hey, we just got Chainsaw Man. Like, fucking what,
4: man? I mean, like, it had kind of been going down the rumor pipeline for a while, but just, yeah,
2: just literally out of nowhere. Just kind of like a, no warning, I guess they were ready to confirm it. But, yeah, this... This was going to be a big one. Whoever got it, I figured either Crunchyroll or what was Funimation or Netflix. So yes, now it's confirmed to be Crunchyroll. I uh, look, look. All, for all I shit on Mappa, I'm still pretty fucking excited for this one. Um, I, I guess I just want to see more and know what it's gonna look like. Because I'm pretty excited. This is also technically not confirmed for fall, but they say it's coming out in 2022. And this is not coming in the summer, so it's coming in the fall.
3: Oh, boy. Loaded fall season will probably get even more loaded. We don't know yet, but um,
2: it will. Yeah. Go. Oh, 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 by the way, they, but in the announcement, they already announced the languages it's going to be dubbed in. Including English, Latin American, Spanish, Brazilian, Portuguese, French, and German languages. Fantastic. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, okay. I am excited. I am excited. Nervous for other reasons that we have gone into in the past. But hey, fuck it. I'm I'm at least curious to see who can play these characters. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to be excited or to be a surprise, but you know <clears throat> okay
3: yeah there's that to look forward to and also this to wait for I guess so um in the 14 years since its release I think it's fair to say that
2: we were all a bit harsh on the Wachowski's Speed Racer film I feel like over time the goodening of that film has basically led to that being considered one of the best uh anime to live action adaptations out there Mm, yeah but mostly because we didn't know the
3: bar could be just way way lower
2: oh yeah the bar could always go fucking the bar
4: can always go lower
2: the bar can always go lower sounds like a really good tagline for this podcast (laughs) Uh,
3: well uh, consider that bar hovering somewhere because Warner Brothers is producing for Apple TV Plus a Speed Racer live action series from J.J. Abrams
4: of all the uh, literally of all the people you could put on Speed Racer
3: I know that sounds like a very weird random assortment of words, but it's true. I'll say it again. Warner Brothers and Bad Robot is produ- are producing for Apple TV Plus a Speed Racer series from J.J. Abrams with Hiram Martinez as showrunner, who is credited for Get Shorty and of all things Snowpiercer, and is co-writing the series with Ron Fitzgerald. From Westworld. Uh, What?
2: What the fuck? What? Wow. For Speed Racer?
4: Yeah, I mean, all I'm gonna say is, uh, yeah, uh, you definitely want to put something as goofy as Speed Racer in the hands of the guy who took Star Wars way too seriously, and now like, and now we're stuck with like, Palpatine had a daughter, apparently.
3: Y'all just had to get spooked so hard by Ryan Johnson you came crying back to J.J. Abrams.
2: It really... (laughs) God, it's kind of fucking... uh, Anyways, um... This is weird, and I don't know how to feel about this. The only thing I'll say to this is... Until I see a trailer or a poster or like real things. I'm just kind of gonna put this one on the pile. <laughs> Cuz guess what? That pile's big. Yeah.
3: This is this is all we know so far. This could be coming in the next I don't know, year or so. We might even see we might we might even see a trailer for it or some kind of teaser at WWDC next week. I'm just saying, weirder things have happened. Ah, uh, sure. Like, like if, if you're a big-name creator right now, you are much better off working with Apple than Netflix, I'm just saying. I mean, you're right, but still. Mostly because Apple does not have two things Netflix has. Terrible transphobic comedians, and scenes of Stranger Things filmed in a, uh... I'll keep it polite and say unsettling
2: location. Okay, I'm going to need context for that one later. Anyways, yeah, um, this is a strange crew to work on a speed racer thing, but I guess I'm going to need a little more anything else to believe this is real. Uh, that, that context, by the way, Andrew, um,
3: Lithuanian Nazi prison. Oh! Yeah.
2: Was that relevant to the subject matter? No, it was not. Oh! Yeah.
3: Boy, that was a choice. Shove your foot in your mouth some more, Ted. It's going to do you wonders. Just post your way through it like Elon is.
2: Mm. Elon is the most divorced terminally online man on the internet
3: Uh, I I tell you what it's gonna take 10 years for it to happen but when every major car manufacturer is pumping out EVs left and right at an affordable price Tesla go bye-bye
2: god remember the fucking Elon Musk cameo in Rick and Morty yeah that, that aged terribly didn't it (laughs) As as well as the fucking Saturday Night Live Wario sketch, which, man, you got publicly dunked on by Hard Drive magazine because (laughs) you had to be a dick and crop out the fucking source, you fucking weenie. Weenie? I, I tell you what,
3: his brain just broke when Grimes left him for, of all people, Chelsea
2: Manning. The only, th- the only thing worse than getting cucked is getting cucked by someone with pronouns in their bio. <laughs> <sighs> it's, like, it's like poetic justice, you know? Mm. Anyways. Okay.
3: All right, let's uh, take a breath from all this big news talk and let's talk about... Uh, Sales numbers. That's always fun. So we have the half year Oricon sales rankings. All we're going to go through here, because we don't have that much time, is the manga for the year. and it's The top a, 10. It's an interesting look as to what we will expect uh, by year's end. So let's go through it. Number 10, Blue Lock, 1.56 million
2: copies. This is kind of interesting, not because this is getting a really big boost before the anime drops also in the fall that's gonna be wild so yeah I feel like once that anime drops this one's probably gonna skyrocket considerably speaking of which oh yeah
3: number nine my dress up darling 1.72
2: million copies
4: give it up for the manga boost
2: yeah the manga boost did this one really good favors for what is basically like an etchy slice of life comedy with a really good anime adaptation, really giving this one some fucking eyes on it, getting a really nice boost to getting at least in the half year top 10. Not sure if it's going to be in the full year top 10, but this was not even like on the top 20 let alone top 10 last year. So, anime did some fucking numbers on this one. Good for it. Yeah. Good for you, dress up, darling. Uh-huh.
3: All right. Number eight. Conveniently very enough, fitting. Kaiju number eight was 1.86 million copies.
2: Yeah, th- yeah. Kaiju number t- eight is really, really good. I caught up, I'm caught up on this manga. It is very good. I will also say the current stuff in the manga, there is a pair of characters. I will say, um, I remember once getting in trouble because I made a joke and said there is no explanation for this. I will say there is probably a heterosexual explanation for Reno and Iharu in Kaiju number eight, but it's probably a shit one. I shipped those boys. <laughs> all right
3: Uh, number seven do not say mystery
2: 2.5 million copies I don't even know what this one is hey guys what mystery all right yes it is a mystery fair Fair enough
4: enough. I mean it definitely has been curious at least so
2: yeah, that's, that's quite the throw on him. Uh-huh.
3: <clears throat> Number six. Demon Slayer with
2: 2.55
3: million copies.
2: So the interesting thing here is this is relatively low. But on the other hand, it's really hard for Demon Slayer to go up...
4: Yeah, I mean, it had to slow down eventually. I mean, it's not like it's getting new volume or
2: anything. It's not getting new content. Everybody that exploded, everything that exploded in popularity, everybody that bought back issues that wanted to buy back issues for the most part already has. And there's no new manga of Demon Slayer. So everybody's buying all the back issues, but most of those have already been bought already. So Demon Slayer is in a weird place where it's still doing exceptionally well, but it's really hard for it to have any greater growth, even with more anime in the works. So that's why it's not even in the, the top ten, not, not even in the top five. Right now of this half-year ranking.
3: Okay. Number five.
2: My Hero Academia. 2.9 million copies. It's My Hero Academia. It's still doing really good. And I still like it. I know people got people like to go on with their beefs about it. I'm not gonna say it's a perfect manga either, but fuck it. I still really fucking like it. And when it delivers, it fucking delivers, man. Mm. Number four,
3: One Piece. 4.15 million copies.
2: We are now almost done with Wano, finally.
4: Finally. I mean, we're still probably going to have at least, like, I would say at least probably like another 10, 15 chapters of wrap-up before we officially leave Wano, but, like, the main battle is done, finally.
2: I feel like I we I, I could have gone into this in the Hunter Hunter section, but, like the amount of manga series that, like, either started and finished their entire runs during the time the last Hunter Hunter update happened. I think it was mentioned that One Piece was maybe, like, a couple of chapters into Wano during the last time Hunter Hunter got an update. So Wano's been going on for, like, at least four or five years now. And it's now... Basically, at the conclusion, give or take a couple of uh wrap up chapters. Oh man, I mean, whatever the case is with the anime, no matter how long those episodes, Wada looks so much better than Dressrosa Rosa does visually. My god.
3: Mm. Okay, number three, Spy Family, 4.8 million copies. Give it time,
2: give it time. The anime started in April, so this was already doing pretty good. If we're going with half year rankings, this is probably counting December to May. So this is already high now. This is going to be way higher by the time we talk about this in a couple of months. Like, I think when the anime started, it was at like a, a, a lifetime series sales of 15 mil. And now it's at like 21 mil. So this is going places. All right,
3: number two, Tokyo Revengers, seven point two million
2: copies. This has the opposite problem of Kimetsu no Yaiba in that it's still ongoing.
4: Yeah, I think I think I heard the manga that, like it's final argument. but it's not over yet. So yeah, it's and, okay.
2: Okay. Whenever we say fi- a manga is in the final arc, that doesn't mean it's ending anytime soon. That just means the story is heading to a point where it can someday get there.
4: Yeah, I mean, okay, I mean, I think that announcement happened, happen, like, right around the time the anime started, so, I don't know, maybe, like, a year or two from now it'll be over.
2: Maybe. Either way, anyway, uh, get Rangers uh, doing good, going strong. Good, good for you. Well, uh, before I say number one, I would like to mention that
3: uh, on the official Star Wars accounts, Ewan McGregor had to put a video up saying, "Hey, you racist assholes!" God, really?
2: Yeah, really? Oh man, the the state of Star Wars fandom is fucking him. Embarrassing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It is a shit show. Anyway, uh, number one here, with 9.4
2: million copies, Jujutsu Kaisen. Not terribly surprising. Fucking, th- fucking banging it still. I don't know. I I got no, not much more to say. I'm not in the loop on the manga of this. I have been hearing some shit about some of the stuff in the manga. And it sounds insane. All I know is there's a dude with gotcha powers. Because of course there is. Okay. Yeah. There's that.
3: We'll see how it plans out by the end of the year. But, uh, but it's yeah. pretty interesting already. Yeah. Yes, it is. And now we get to do a little diversion into uh, one of my favorite territories. Sports, 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 sports,
2: sports, 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 sports. Bart rides up in the front seat today because he's a good guy at sport. Yep. Yep, yep. we
3: are. Yep. So, <clears throat> coming out uh, in a couple of weeks will be a two-episode My Hero Academia OVA. And it's all about
2: Hero League Baseball. You know what? It. I'm honestly shocked we hadn't got in a baseball episode already. <laughs> so, fuck it. It's also going to be kind of funny and interesting to see. Man, how can you break the game of baseball with quirks? A lot, I would imagine. Also, I love this fucking logo. That is just the fucking All Might face. What <laughs> a Baseball, uh. <laughs> it's it's so amazingly cursed. I love it so. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good, wholesome sports ball fun. That also uh, well, was a nice prelude to its new season coming
2: in the fall. Oh my god, I dude, like I said, the fall season right now is stacked in a kind of insane level. I I think we're going to have to do that as a two-parter
3: just because I don't want us to do like a four and a half hour show when we get there.
2: Yeah. Like, like, I'm I'm just taking a look at fall right now. Bleach, Blue Lock, Golden Cowboy, New Mobile Suit Gundam, Mob Psycho, Pop Team Epic Season 2 Urusei Yatsura Welcome to Demon's Goliere Code Season 3 Yowa Petal 5 My Hero Season 6 To Your Eternity Season 2 And that's not even counting the almost assured Chainsaw Man
4: And there's also uh non-0% chance uh, Hell's
2: Paradise is also a uh, fall because
4: that was also vaguely slated for 2022 and we don't know what it's airing so uh
2: I default. I uh, I I'm going to say that one's going to be 23. I don't believe it. Stop. My penis can only get so erect.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Okay, good one.
3: Thank you, Dr. Krager. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um baseball. It's fun. So, back to the world of American sports for a moment. One thing that uh, NFL teams have done in the last couple years is use their social media profiles to put out uh, videos highlighting their uh, season schedule. Some teams do it more serious than others, other teams like to do it in like a meme kind of way. Then there's the Los Angeles Chargers who, uh, well the quote is, should we really make our schedule release video in anime? They did. And it was the best one of the whole bunch. And this was apparently produced by the LA Charger social media crew, which I believe is just one guy. And the people or person did this, who did this put in the work and effort to get everything right. There are references galore. You have the Raiders as the One Piece Straw Hat crew. Patrick Mahomes as Justin Herbert as Giant Mechs with uh, Coach uh, Andy Reid looking like uh, Odokawa from Odd Taxi and the Mechs might have been a reference to Gal Guy Gar. What? (laughs) There was a disgraced former head coach Urban Meyer doing uh, doing a bit of a uh, Legoshi pose. There was a JoJo's reference because of course there was. Uh, there was a kind of sort of nice boat moment. Well, just it just that Cleveland is boring in Japanese text because he didn't want to mention a certain incident with uh, that team. Uh, Russell Wilson became a food wars character. Um, there was gravestones from the Seattle Seahawks, which also included uh dead characters from Grace Anatomy, which is fun. Kill the show off ABC. I swear to God, they're going to make that show last for 35 seasons. Um, Tokoyami from My Hero Academia was involved as of, for the Atlanta Falcons with this incredible uh, bit. 28% off three waffles or more at the uh, Waffle House with the W uh, blacked out because there's no W's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We had ninja runs from Naruto. Um, we had the Tanjiro meme, you know the the phone meme with uh, Kyler Murray, Arizona Cardinals quarterback, deleting all his uh, Instagram posts in an incident regarding uh, his contract status from this year. We had anime Pat McAfee heading the uh, quarterback carousel in Indianapolis. But best of all, there was a member of the L.A. Chargers, like in the episode of Azumanga Daio, where Sakuhi imagines she's riding a dolphin.
2: This is way deeper cut than I ever could the have The whole
3: video is amazing. It is well worth watching several times over. Good lord, that's wild. Yeah, it's uh, very good everybody got bodied and it was great okay now for a little bit of music talk anime limited has actually recently acquired the right to release the spy family soundtrack which they will release on cd vinyl and digital platforms later this year as for right now they have released on digital platforms uh, the insert song tbd from no name Nice, very nice, very nice. Yeah, just thought that was uh, worth mentioning because they do a very good
2: job with the music over there. No names always good, but the soundtrack's especially nice and uh, jazzy. What are you? What are you doing? Why are you? Why are you being weird on the box?
1: Why though?
3: Ah, uh, cats. Okay. Now, for a bit of behind-the-scenes stuff as to how these lists get made, I update our documents as stuff gets announced, which is why we usually have a couple weeks worth of stuff here in this uh, document. But I feel as though it is our duty to prelude this with um, a bit of a a bit of an issue regarding this company.
2: Yeah, this is relatively fresh to say. I think this started at least a week or two ago.
3: Yeah. I will give you the TLDR version. Andrew, you can explain in greater detail. So, TLDR, uh, members of Seven Seas, uh, employers group, employees, I am not sure the exact term. They're employees. It's basically just Yeah, yeah like, I like, yeah. think employees. A- a- anyway, yeah. Uh, Group group of people working at Seven C's are looking to form a union. Seven C's is saying, "Uh, <laughs> no."
2: Andrew, elaborate. So it originally just started with, "We hope that we will be recognized by Seven C's as a union." To which, basically, starting from them saying, "We will not recognize you as a union." To today. Which it, not, it has officially come out that 7Cs is actively employing a union busting firm. To make sure that their union vote does not go through. Which. That's shitty. It's clear that the things that the people who are employed at 7Cs actively wants to fight for and stand for better terms, better pay and like better things because I think it's a thing to work to note that like seven Seas has grown immensely. like th- their status as far as an anime publisher has grown considerably over the years. They went from like being relatively small to getting to now having titles that are basically New York Times bestsellers and yeah. They're getting overworked, underpaid, without real, any real time off or benefits or sick leave. And it's like, yeah, we want better terms and conditions and rights. And it's clear that the people who are fighting for the union and want to push for unionization, I stand with them. And I think it's fair to stand with them. I feel like this is kind of one of those inevitabilities that's going to happen. It's going to happen that I believe that they will unionize and it's going to happen. It's just frustrating that not only is Seven Seas delaying the inevitable, they are actively wasting time, money, and resources to try and kill this union and their own reputation and goodwill in the fucking process.
4: Yeah, because, uh, gotta keep it in mind, uh, remember... Uh, I mean, things may be. I mean, things have gotten slightly more capitalist now. Well, okay, slightly. Probably that's the reason, but you get the idea. The point. The point is the. The point is the animated market community is still like largely run on goodwill when it comes to people buying things. So uh, you definitely don't want to make people angry doing stuff like this.
2: Yeah. Not only that, it's just like hey. Guess what? People who love anime and manga aren't lucky to be working in anime and manga to be exploited for working in anime and manga. Yes, they love the shit they do. They shouldn't be fucking given peanuts. If you got money to spend, and we know you got money to spend, you just hired a fucking union buster. So, you know in your court fuckers also it goes without saying the workers running the United Workers of Seven Seas account they are not calling for a boycott at this fucking time despite what everybody is fucking saying god damn it like they are literally not asking for a boycott of their products at this time that's not what they're fucking calling for it's your choice if you want to say if you continue to employ them i will be canceling my um if you continue to be employing the union busting firm i will i will cancel pre-orders yada, yada yada but like the unionization effort is not just boycotting and they know that if it hits the point where a need to call for a boycott of the product's is a thing they will say it but don't just willy-nilly say boycott before the unionization group has said so god damn it anyways that's a, that's a little high horse and stuff so so yes what i'm saying was this is like right now i am not at the point to say stop buying 7-c's things no it's just I want the people that do the great work at Seven Seas to be paid better. And I'm where shit's going to be messy. I feel like somebody's going to be petty and, like, not get, like... And, like, kill a deal or two or something because of the union efforts. But fuck it, these people deserve it. They deserve better pay and treatment for their efforts. And I admire their cause. And to see the company going for all these extra oops to try and kill the cause when it feels like an inevitability is frustrating and disappointing. I'm not going into like the full details of what, the, what the UW 7s are looking for, but it is available on their Twitter to look up. You can read a little more about it. If you want to do support the effort, please continue to message go manga, AKA the seven C's Twitter account and email them. With support and solidarity for the cause and use any of the hashtags. Uh, I've seen Seven C's the means of the production, Isekai is possible, and our flag means union. Feel free to use one of those. Anyways, with that, let's time to talk about a couple of new licenses from Seven C's. I'm aware that's an awkward segue, but we're not we can't really talk about it without talking about the big elephant in the yeah. room. Yeah.
3: yeah. We're not telling you, hey, buy this or don't buy this. That's your decision to make. We're just here to tell you what they have. And what they have is an interesting assortment of stuff and one very uh, hilariously awful title, but we'll get to that in due time. First, let's start with the gay shit, because uh, yes, it's June and uh, hey, fuck you Elon Musk, we're going to go rainbow whether you like it or not.
2: So, the thing I'm most surprised about this is that after all this time they're making a girls love and boys love label.
3: Feels a bit unnecessary, but I guess
2: with the spicier stuff, I guess, and, eh. I I I it, it feels like there's been a lot of boys love and girls love titles already that it feels a little redundant, but I I'm not complaining for it, but whatever. Okay. And yeah, they have a big one here. Pun
3: intended. <laughs> they will be physically releasing The Titan's Bride. They're getting physical. They are very much getting physical. And it says here that their special print release will feature, quote, the completely uncensored original arts not available in other
2: editions. Magnum Dong. In its full glory whole
3: <sighs> at the risk of uh repeating myself, I'm gonna play the arch clip again B- mm-hmm. stop my penis can only get so erect, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. so like. So, like, what, what is the measurement even on that big lad, even? Look it up on your own time. I'm not going to disclose details
3: here. Fair enough. Okay, and we also have here... Yes, we have uh, Love of the Girls variety as well with There's No Freaking Way I'll Be Your Lover.
2: Unless... Uh, that... That has the same energy as, what if we made out in, like, the fucking, uh, let me get this. It has the same energy as one of those, what if we kissed at the Morbius screening? (laughs) Haha, just kidding. Unless, energy, you know, one of those. Okay, what is this? What is this? I've actually he- don't know anything about this. High school Yuri comedy about fake dating, real dating, competitive dating, and one very overwhelmed girl who's accidentally doing all three at once. Ranako Amori is leaving her awkward and lonely junior high school life behind, determined to become a normal girl with normal friends at a high school. Glamorous, confident, my Ozu- o- Ozuka. Is her total office. Says, wealthy, outgoing, literal fashion model. Against the odds, the two girls form an immediate connection. Reniko thinks she may have found the best of friends. Until Mai confesses, sends her to Tailspin. Reniko wants to prove to Mai that being BFF is better than being girlfriends. Mai is dead set on convincing Reniko that they're destined to be loved. So basically, girl wants to be besties. And girl wants to be like... Galp. Basically, she wants to be girlfriends. And they want to be girl... Friends. I it soon. Okay, yeah, I'm, d- I'm down for that. I think this is okay. both a manga and an LN. Uh, nice. This is uh, a light novel, yes. I think it's both.
3: Oh, yeah, they're doing both. Okay, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, we also have here a one-volume shot, Entangled with You, the Garden of 100 Grasses. Uh,
2: It's a fairy tale set in the deep, dark woods. Once upon a time, Marcel's sister fell in the forest when gathering herbs. Her injuries were grave and Marcel was at a loss for what to do until a fearsome, horned man appeared, offering help in exchange for a promise. Now, ten years later, Marcel returns to the woods, stealing himself for death. Instead, he finds something quite different. A gentle soul, friendship, and perhaps something more. Cool. Sounds wholesome. I'm in.
3: Alright, we also have. Great title, gets right to the point.
2: I'm kinda chubby and I'm your hero. Lights, Camera, Boys' Love. Onjuro is a rookie actor, trying his best to land a breakout role, but he fears that his weight stands in the way of his dreams. One day, he's surprised by a, a fan mail full of sweets. The package came from Konosuke, a local pastry chef, Onjo's first major fan. As Konosuke supports Hanjiro's work, it gives him new confidence to face the stage. Will their relationship grow beyond just aspiring star and fanboy? Cute. Sounds wholesome. I'm in. Let's see if I, I that sounds wholesome. I'm in applies to Asami-chan oh is interested in lesbian broth. Okay, yeah. I, this is not wholesome in, at in one bit.
0: Say lesbian broth brothels
2: ah uh. she's gonna eat something that's for fucking sure Jesus boo look <laughs> no a mature rated <laughs> sweet and sexy Yuri romcom about discovery and the secret for lost love sweet but awkward college student Asami never got over her childhood crush on her old friend Mai she's mortified by the memory of their first kiss which couldn't have gone worse When she discovers Mai may be working at a nearby brothel, she sees her chance for redemption. There's only one catch. None of the girls on their brothel's website use their real names. Goaded along by a more experienced friend, Asmi begins a journey of exploring her sexuality, drawing new fetishes and getting comfortable in her own skin as she sleeps with the brothel's women, one at a time, in search for Mai. So, yeah, she, she goes to the brothel thinking, oh, my old crush works here. They don't, they all use stage names, so she's just like, all right, let's go down the list. (laughs) And then she's, and then she's in for a grand old time. Okay. Good for you, you little disaster horny bitch. All right, and there is
3: more to be had here. I'm going to save the obvious outlier for last, but uh, yeah, we have here
2: Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Fafnir the Recluse. There are still Dragon Maid spinoffs that were not licensed up until now. That genuinely surprises me. But hey, uh, Fafnir and the the co-worker guy, they're a fun pair. Mm -hmm. I like him.
3: Alright, we also have here, I'm not saying the whole title, fuck
2: you, Backstabbed in a Backwater Dungeon. My, oh my god, what the fuck is this title? My party tried to kill me, but thanks to an infinite gotcha, I got level 9999 friends and am out for revenge. Oh my god, okay, I think I hate this already. (sighs) A kid named Light is the only human member of the adventuring party Legion of Races, but humans are by far the weakest race in his world. When his comrades abandon him to the lowest levels of a dungeon, Light resorts to the gift of infinite gacha to create a harem of level nine, with his powerful and beautiful
4: Wow, that is like... Ah!
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, you- Fuck uh, off. <laughs> oh, brother!
3: This guy stinks!
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, oh, well, uh...
4: I good. see we have a new... I see we have a new container for, uh... the Insulli Sakai Olympics. Ugh. Maybe it's...
2: I don't care. I really don't care right now.
3: Let's talk about this next one! Yes, we also have... Ex Yakuza and Stray
2: Kitten Do you like male tsundere's? Boy howdy is this see- this going to scratch your ish for male tsundere's. One cold and rainy winter's day, a tiny kitten named Sabu is abandoned to the side of the road. When Sabu is rescued by Jin, a retired Yakuza boss, the poor kitten fears things have gone from bad to worse. And that this would-be saver has murder on his mind. Yet beneath Jin's scarred hands and scary face lies a sweet man who loves pampering kittens with baths, bottle feeding, and whatever else his tidy companion needs. Be sure to get your paws on this hilariously adorable tale about an unlikely pet pair. This sounds fucking adorable. This sounds Uh, actually delightful.
1: uh,
3: Uh, Yeah. I will... flip the last two around, because this is also, uh, wonderful. We are getting a collection
2: of Polar Bear Cafe. That's kind of a big deal, actually. That's pretty awesome. Holy shit. Yo, you're fucking good for you Polar Bear Cafe fans. Good yeah. for you. And then...
3: there's this.
2: <laughs> so...
3: I may be sick, but I would like to read the synopsis for My Secret Affection Boy, howdy Okay Get ready, folks, this is wild And stupid It's been 30 years since Meteorites from space Turned everyone on the Earth In a world where heterosexuality no longer exists, Takanashi Kazusa falls for her childhood friend Ayumu. A boy. The gasp. Though (laughs) she's doing everything she can to act normal whenever they hang out, her love for Ayumu is growing stronger by the day. How much longer can she hide her secret feelings? Oh, won't somebody please think of the poor, oppressed minority of heterosexual people?
4: you know, yeah, so uh this is one of those. Why would you do this? but uh, at the same time, I gotta say uh the discourse did the offer for this
2: uh... was weird. From yeah. what
3: I understand, this lasted two volumes, and said author is... Uh... I don't know if cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is the right terminology, I think but that was this... actually uh, disproven. Think, yeah, I think that was disproven. That was... I think it
4: was disproven. It was like...
2: It sounded like some bad faith disc- di- uh, translation. <laughs> So, what's the deal with this, then? The deal is that this is kind of a weird, stupid manga with... I almost feel like there is an attempt to try to make people understand... How do I describe it? I almost feel like there are people who do stories like this where they think it would be interesting if the oppressor was the oppressed... Or to try and make people that are, like, cis and straight understand what it is like to be gay by making it about them. But at the same time, it's really fucking funny to see a panel saying, oh no, I am heterosexual, I am heterosexual, as the girl's just crying. It's like, fucking...
4: We're through the looking glass here, people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and yeah, no, there's a lot of fun memory to have with this. And all the pages I saw, all the actual panels of this were really fucking funny. Like
3: yeah, like our my do- document we have for this, I titled The Media Rights Are Turning the Frogs Gay. This is Alex Jones level shit we're talking oh. about
2: here. Oh yeah, no. No, yeah, man, this it's, is it's, extremely stupid. It's, it's so fucking stupid and like I'm not gonna pretend I think this is good, but I also felt like people were being really mad that like this was taking away from like big licenses that people really wanted. Like it was a two volume thing that got canceled. This was probably a package deal they got on the cheap.
4: Oh, absolutely.
2: I still think it's really funny. <sighs> I I don't care for this. I'm not gonna read it, but I, I'm not gonna have beef on the author. I'm just gonna say this is a really <laughs> stupid fucking premise. Well then, um But yes, you're right, it is kind of Alex Jones, the meteorites turn to Frogs
1: game.
3: <laughs> well, uh speaking of um uh, the poor oppressed heterosexuals, uh they're not getting a Comic Festa show next season. We are and this is such a fantastic title. It is called, as translated, "Caressing the Nipples of My Hibernating
2: Bear."
4: Wild
3: so, title.
2: so I'm gonna be real with you. This feels like a missed opportunity to have a actual. Bear in the uh, the gay sense in this show. I mean, we had that already with the Titans, Brian. Where else can we go? Fair enough. I I guess I just figured bears was like maybe a little bit chubbier or hair, hairier in this connotation. But I get I get what you're saying. If you if you want that, go read my brother's husband. Go. Oh God, yeah. That you are very much covered in regards to the, my brother's yeah. husband but it, I don't know. I, I guess that just seemed like one of those, like, man, the, you literally have bear in the title. Seems like a missed opportunity. And it was, wow. Okay. That fucking manga cover. Holy shit. <laughs> <coughs> I was like, okay, the, the PV looks tame. And I all the manga cover. like, Whoa. whoa. <laughs> okay. Uh, Would you like me to read the premise of this? Why start now? The manga centers on a bear named Noah, who lives in the forest. Noah found a puppy named Ari a few years ago, and is now raising him. When Noah gets into hibernation for the winter, Ari is still but a pup. But when Noah wakes up from his hibernation, he finds Ari has grown into an adult dog. Oh, that is... (laughs)
3: I can't confirm if this is going into Omegaverse territory, but this is still, um, yeah.
0: Motherfucker! Oh, no! Oh, no, no,
1: no!
3: They're gonna be eating good
4: tonight! (laughs)
3: I think we finally broke Andrew here oh no
2: (laughs) oh no what
1: the fuck is it called
2: are we oh my god oh god is this oh is this is this Okay. Oh God! It's Oh Usagi drop. That's what I'm. That's the word I'm looking for. Is this fucking boys love Usagi drop?
3: Let's just move on here. Yeah. <laughs> let's just move on and let's talk about some upcoming movies that have uh, been announced. I think I forgot to add a couple in, but I'll find them later. So, uh, we're going to start here with, from G-Kids, they will be screening The Deer King in theaters on July 13th and dubbed on July 14th as a fan preview event, and it will then have a limited release in select theaters on July 15th.
2: Hmm. Okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, this has been something that's been out for a while. And, yeah, excited to see this.
1: hmm
3: uh, G-Kids also announced it will be releasing uh, later in the year, also with an English dub, from Atsuko Ishizuka and Madhouse, Goodbye, Don Glees. Yes! 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 Fuck yes! Fuck
2: yes! Yes! Really happy about this one. Really, really happy about this one. So for those of you who are confused why I'm this fucking excited, this is the same team that did A Place Further Than the Universe coming together to make a feature film. But instead of cute. Instead of cute girls going to Antarctica, I think it's cute boys going to Iceland. Neato. I'm very excited. A dub for this one is already confirmed, so it's already better off than a place for the universe. And yes, that does pay me to say.
4: Yeah. Oh. Uh, I am with you in spirit this week, my friend.
3: Yeah, yeah I gotcha. But if that wasn't enough from G-Kids, they also announced coming to theaters on August 12th from Masaki
2: Yuasa, Inuo. Yeah, this one, I think the last thing Yuasa did mm-hmm. before kind of going into retirement. Uh-huh. So you know what? I'm probably going to check it out. I think we all will.
3: All right, now for Crunchyroll, they have a couple uh, movies to prepare release for. I bungled that up. I'm so fucking tired. Anyway, Crunchyroll, they'll be releasing in theaters this summer. Dragon Ball Super, superhero, and boy, is that weird to say? Oh God,
2: that's so fucking weird to say. Yeah,
4: uh, yeah, yeah, I gotta say, fan uh, of all the things. I was expecting to blow up with that movie.
0: Now uh, is the U.S. gonna shove Z in there somewhere too? You no, know, about, well, they haven't even, used Z for the past couple. Even weirder though.
3: Even weirder though. This will be released with a dub, obviously. They're also committing to release this worldwide, mind you, subtitled.
4: Uh I mean that. may I mean honestly, that kind of takes out of this stage I mean that is kind of that is kind of Crunchyroll's MO and I mean Jeremy dub is kind of a bigger deal over here but uh, internationally it kind of makes sense to probably pull that Yeah. but again gotta say like of all the things I was expecting to do blow up with this movie you know it wouldn't be like oh you know like Gohan finally gets to do something or Piccolo may or may not be getting a new transformation no the thing people are doing it
2: on is bubble with the cake <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was. I was not expecting people to be that. A. That's really funny. But also, wow. The animator of that shot was really horny. Yep. Yeah. Um. We
3: don't know when it's gonna be out over here. Just sometime in the summer. Probably. I'd. I'd give it a. Conservative guess of August. oh uh, yeah, that's that's a safe guess. Okay. And not to be outdone by that, Crunchyroll also announced that they have acquired Makoto Shinkai's new film Suzume's Door Locking, due out in early
2: 2023. Yeah. So that's also worldwide. Wide that's the wild one to me is I was expecting this to be an a open and shut G-Kids grab nope nope They Crunchyroll and Funimation got the new Shinkai joint not what I was expecting at all Uh I mean I guess
4: there really wasn't a specific trend for Shin stuff besides Sentai way back when, but that's long since it's been broken, so
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. Uh there are a couple more here I like to go over. Uh there are release there are there are release date set for Fruits Basket Prelude in June, as well as Macross Frontier in June. So none of these are confirmed yet. Uh, Macross is confirmed through uh, Fathom Events.
2: Oh, cool.
3: As if there wasn't enough of of a disparity between recording day and release day, Crunchyroll has since confirmed that uh, yes, Fruits Basket Prelude will be in theaters uh, later this month, June 25th, 28th, and 29th. Sub and dub. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I can't do it like Andy Samper. I tried, though. I tried. Yeah, I also think uh, One Piece film Gold is coming back to theaters in the summer. Random.
2: I think that's be- to prep it up for film, red. Yeah, it's also
3: going to be on Netflix uh, in a little bit too. Which now that I'm saying all that, I'm reminded I saw that uh, movie, One Piece Film Gold, at a theater in Uptown Charlotte at a place called the Epicenter, which was like a big you know shopping center hub. It had restaurants, bars, you know, movie theater, bowling alley, and now that whole place is virtually abandoned. Hmm. Tough times. Yeah, and there's one more movie to talk about here. It's kind of interesting where it's available. The Shirobaka movie is now available on both Shout Factory TV and for free, absolutely free, on Tubi.
1: Yeah,
2: that's interesting. Yeah So glad to see this movie is easy to watch. But also What's happening? There was another weird Shirobako
3: tidbit in the news. Yeah, there's at a convention, I believe is it uh what convention is it is it? I think it was Akon. Akon, yeah. Uh they're doing some kind of a Shirabako movie dubbing thing. Okay,
2: okay, you need to specify specifically what that is. I don't know what this is, Andrew. Okay, so ba- so basically what the panel is, is... You know what panels where you get to, like, sometimes record over a thing and get to dub over scenes? It seems like they're doing that in an official... Capacity where it's like we have footage of a scene from the Shirobako movie. You and your friends can go co up and dub the scene on stage, and then like you can get like a copy of it on like a flash drive. But like, huh? Huh? Hmm. Uh,
4: yeah, that is very odd. I mean, it Okay, I mean. There were times where like I don't like Bayback went on a convention scene. I don't know if they necessarily do this anymore. Like, Magzoo would have like, that Magzoo would have like auditions for like some shows at cons, and they would like maybe pick up some new people that way. Like, I did like I did that like I did that. that's how like Eric Kimmer got his start, yeah. and maybe Eric Mendez, if I remembering correctly, but like. Even then, that's so weird.
2: It's still pretty weird. Like, maybe... The good news is we know the fucking ME file was not burned up in a warehouse fire. So that's good news. It's weird, but cool,
1: I,
3: I, I guess. Okay, so there's that. Now we get to our home video roundup, starting with... I'm going to say it right this time, Crunchyroll for August, uh, along with a rescheduled release for July 26th, uh, Part 1 of Back Arrow has been pushed back a month. Ah, darn, but A, at least it's coming. Yeah, anyway, uh, August 2nd, we have Collection 30 of One Piece.
2: So, that's within Dress Rosa because Rebecca is on the cover. All right. On August 9th,
3: our first LE of the month and our first LE of this
2: revised regime, combatants will be dispatched. Not surprised its combatants will be dispatched, all things considered. This seems like a pretty big uh, Funimation, Co-Pro thing with Katakawa. This one seemed like it was a shoo-in to me. And now official confirmation that Limited edition sets are, in fact, on the, ta- the on the table or on the menu. They're happening. Uh-huh. Now we can all c- calm down knowing these are still on the table. Yes. I feel a little better about that myself, so I'm, g- I'm happy Kay. about that. All right. We also have, uh, on August 9th,
3: the detective is already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on to August 23rd, also a rescheduled release, uh, part one of season three of Kingdom.
2: Yep, will be interesting to find out where that was dubbed. I'm extremely curious about that.
3: All right, and we also have My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission with three SKUs. I was looking forward to this one. Yeah. Yes, we have a regular version. We have a fig pin bonus at Walmart and a steel book at Best Buy. Yeah, hey, fig. Pin.
1: Nice. Coolness.
3: All right. Moving on to August 30th,
2: we have Sunny Boy. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, I'm going to fucking buy this. Y'all should buy Sunny Boy. I I saw some people sad that this one wasn't getting an L.E., but I'm going to be real. I love Sunny Boy. This was not the kind of thing that was going to make it mainstream. I'm not surprised. At, at least this is a... At least this is a show I can safely absolutely recommend to buy and watch unlike Detective has already Dead,
4: Yeah, and you know what? You'll be able to own it so that's something.
3: Yep. Yes, we also have our second LE of August. Last Dungeon
2: Boonies. This one I'm actually a little surprised about getting an LE. Not because it was a bad show. I just didn't think it was big enough to get... The nice box, and it's not. A, it's actually a pretty nice <laughs> box. I, I would. I would. Yeah, I know. I'd. I'd fucking check this out. Maybe. Okay. All right. So now
3: we go to Sentai for their August slate, starting on August second with
2: Shiki Sakura. This was a show that they got. It was CG kind of Neat. It exists. It does exist.
3: Yeah. On August 9th, we have a new skew of uh, the Katahiro Autonomous Anthology short piece. Cool. I've heard good things about that. Yeah. August 16th. Season 1 of Welcome to Demon School, iruma
4: At long last, we will know who played the that hour. Uh,
2: Okay. And... Check out yeah. Yes. Well, sorry. Is that sorry. a live purchase we just heard? I did, in fact, purchase it live, gentlemen. Though I don't oh. know if I'm gonna get it right away because I bundled in a couple of volumes of My Dress Up Darling that are currently out of stock. So we'll see if it hits, if it comes to me on August sixteenth, or if it's gonna take a little longer because My Dress Up Darling is hot right now and they're restocking. But yes, I fucking bought it. Yes. I'm so fucking <laughs> happy! God uh, damn it!
3: Yeah! Alright. August 23rd. We have the premium box set of Season 3 of Don Machi. Nice. I would like to point out, this is the cheaper of the two box sets since I has in August. Yep.
2: We'll go into the other one in a second. Yeah.
3: Yeah. On August 30th, we have a new skew of Gugure kokori a.k.a. Hello Police, the anime. There's a lot of those. I... Anyways, this is yeah. the show with the Hello Police meme. Oh, wait. Is that actually where it comes from?
2: Yes. Well, I learned something
3: new today. Yeah. And we have our second premium box from Sentai for August. Season 1 of Rent-A-Girlfriend.
2: We knew it was coming, and they did announce this a while ago, so I guess right now Sentai is now back in full production of their own LE boxes.
3: Good stuff. And Good as stuff. I mentioned, that is the more expensive of the two. The Don Machi box sets are gigantic. How does Rent-A-Girlfriend c- cost more money than that? Uh, because they know, crazy. because
2: they know the people that are really into it are going to pay it.
3: Like I'm pulling it up here. Doki bundle maybe the Samashi season three box set, which is the same dimension as the other big ones, it is available on Sentai's website right now for 116 dollars. What's a girlfriend? Which looks like every other premium box
2: that Sentai does. $130. I don't know. It's got the complete series on Blu-ray, a booklet, standees, oh, acrylic phone stand, a sticker pack, with, yep, that's, button, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, just, they they know who they're selling this to. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that from
3: uh, Sentai. There you go. All right. So there's something from Media Blasters that I, I guess is worth mentioning because it's something. Though it comes to us from their uh, 18-plus label. But not their on hentai July- one. No, yes, their hentai one. Oh, this is their hentai li- Oh. Yes. It is okay. the, quote undressed edition of Ladies vs. Butlers coming out on July 5th
2: yep I know what they're about Yeah, sure
3: it's something I guess it is something there you go Media Blasters we talked about you we'll see you again in two months or three Or three. Or four. You never know. Alright, on to Viz. On August 9th, we have with an L.E. Part 2 of Season 1 of Yashihime. Cool. Nice. Alright. From Right Stuff, this actually was announced at a convention panel earlier uh, a couple weeks back. uh, Coming out on... August 9th is, for the first time on Blu-ray, Rental Magica.
4: Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a very long time.
3: This was some kind of mid-2000s show, wasn't it?
4: Yep, I am vaguely certain I watched this at some point.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us what what it is about?
4: That I cannot tell you.
3: Yeah, it says it all right there. <laughs> and out on August 16th, the second set of Gundam Seed. Nice. All right. Now from Shelf Factory, I'm bundling all this together. On July 5th, we have the incredible mindfuck known as Ryoma, the Prince of Tennis. <sighs> I almost feel obligated to buy this now. I feel like we're obligated to talk about this movie at this point. Like, what else is there that we don't know about
2: it? The last piece of the puzzle is that it's a fucking concert movie. (laughs) Like, how? What? Who? (sighs) Also, there's a new Prince of Tennis anime coming out in the summer, by the way. Of course like a, there is. Like a TV anime. Of course there is. Howard Wag never sleeps. <laughs>
4: the franchise brings Eternal.
3: Yeah. Alright. Out on August 2nd, we have the new set of Nadia The Secret of Blue Water. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. And on August 30th, the 4K collector's edition set of Bell. To note, this does not have a soundtrack CD. So if we're getting hosed on that, UK, you get the better version as usual. So
2: buy the vinyl or soundtrack from Anime Limited. I, I already got it ordered. Either way, yeah. I have
3: somehow now made it my mission in life to buy every single anime soundtrack Milan Records releases on vinyl. I have a problem.
0: Alex, are you an anime
2: fan?
3: And a music snob, yes.
2: So you're the worst of both worlds, got it. Yes.
3: My life is internal pain and suffering.
1: Soon to become a light novel.
3: Can't get any worse than what I'm dealing with right now. Fair enough. Wishing, yeah. wishing you the best of luck in that Toronto. time.
4: Wishing a lot better. Yeah,
3: yeah. okay. So, uh, we have one last thing to get to, but uh, Andrew, if you have any miscellaneous uh,
2: industry convention panel stuff you'd like to talk about, go ahead. So, the biggest thing to note is that we just got done with the Memorial Day weekend. And what happened during the Memorial Day weekend is... Almost every single big convention and a lot of conventions happened over the course of the Memorial Day weekend. Including, but not limited to, Anime Boston and MomoCon, just to name a couple. There's probably some more I'm I'm missing that were just, like, local cons and all that. Including, like, in those things, um, both Crunchyroll and High Dive and Sentai... Announced several new titles for the upcoming uh summer season. Well, actually, okay, one of the ones Crunchyroll announced wasn't in the summer season, but that's confirmed for the fall. Which was Crunchyroll's gonna be getting Blue Lock. As well as the second seasons of Orient and Rent a Girlfriend. Uh High Dive and Sentai got Don Machi season four, which is not that surprising. But what is more surprising is Call of the Night, which is the new vampire rom-com from the author of Dagashikashi airing on Fuji TV and the new Tokyo Mew Mew anime. Yeah. Uh, Call of the Night
4: is a surprising pickup in terms of you would think Crunchyroll would have gotten that, but it does fit Sentai's brand, so it makes sense. Tokyo Mew Mew is kind of the bigger shock.
2: Tokyo Mew, Mew is kind of a curveball, and I'm very curious where we're going from here.
3: But. And uh, there's also still more to come. Yeah, I mean, uh. One thing I will
4: say is that, uh, you know, uh, the original Tokyo Mew Mew is that uh, no, one, no one likes to rescue that. Uh. If anyone wants to swoop in and do that, uh. It's on the table. Bad. And that was a pretty good time to do it. <laughs>
2: uh, the only other thing I think I will mention is Asuki, uh, which is a uh, like a manga subscription service that has digital releases from manga publishers of other companies. Other partnerships and stuff. With the most interesting thing, it announced uh, a, something called Hikaru in the Light, which is a manga. A manga that Nobody else has that is their first soiree into original license pu- publishing on their Azuki service. So it, it also sounds like it's not exclusive to like things they get could be picked up by other publishers. I think that's something that's been confirmed, but like if they were to get into the publishing physical market. They now have several good partnerships with a couple of other companies like Kitan Books and Starfruit Books. And like, and they have opened their own suggestion survey a la Seven Cs, for titles you, you would like to see on their platform service. So that's not a title I care about, but I think this could be really interesting to pay attention to in the future. Especially if they wind up getting like a real curveball title so I think that's at least worth mentioning anyways is it time for the discotheques yes I believe so uh,
3: no music this time around and I'm not calling it an El Grande discotheque day we'll save that for another time but, but uh, it is it, a Discotech day it, it was a Discotech day at Anime Boston at 9 o'clock in the morning
2: I, it felt like a very scheduling was tight, and that's what they got. Yeah. Also, it's that one guy on Twitter who was uh, lambasting
3: Anime Boston and other conventions for putting the health and well-being and safety of their uh, convention attendees first. See you
2: Anime Matsuri, motherfucker. Hope you get oh. sick. I'll say this: This weekend did kind of put to light a couple of people who have not gone to a convention in several years and kind of forgot con etiquette, including that one kid who just straight up punched a hole in the wall at Anime Boston. I oh, had that I'm one so, dude. Uh, what? Yeah, I think somebody tried. I think there was a skate cosplayer that like tried doing a kickflip or something and like got a fucking hole in the wall
1: oh my god these
2: people and then yeah also some fucking tiktok people literally harassing cosplayers as their characters without their consent or knowing that they were going to do the bit and Mm. if they don't remove that video because they're in a right to consent state in a couple of days they could get in real shit
3: All I'm gonna say is I've been to a couple AEW shows here in Charlotte the people I sit around with are incredibly nice people why can't conventions have more people like that?
2: There's a lot of people who have kind of forgotten what how convention etiquette goes so be good oh to your God. fellow man your cosplayers your fucking hotel attendees just, just, just don't be shitty and be nice to the hotel
3: staff yeah yeah, yeah. I cannot stress that enough they deal with enough shit as it is. Mm. Okay, anyway, uh Discotech. They were anime boston. They announced some stuff. And they started off with uh... Actually a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah. They are releasing on Blu-ray Planet
2: With. So Jet, I remember we had a conversation a while ago where I asked if Planet With was to get a release and it was to be sub only would you be disappointed?
4: uh, the answer is obviously I like obviously yes, but at the same time, I am glad it is getting really. Tough.
2: I think that was exactly what you had said me. It's like, yes, I'd be bummed, but like, fuck it, I wanna own it, and guess what now you can.
4: Just remember the true villain and that's Story weird scruncher.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe a little for at least underestimating uh, this one. So yeah, this is the uh, Satoshi Mizushima original anime production in like summer, in like the summer of 2018 that kind of went unsung, but turned out to be a really fucking good series. So yeah, 12 episode mecha anime Uh, picked up by Discotech, Japanese with English subtitles. Uh, It's got clean OPs, EDs, promos, and an alternate finale episode with different music cues, which was not even a thing I knew existed. Me neither. But Discotech picked it up! Because, of course, they did. So, hey. That's neat. That's very cool. I'm definitely going to pick this one up, for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, we also have more Lupin here, and it's a very interesting title. It is Lupin the Third, Dead or Alive, the 1996 Lupin film directed by the man
2: himself, Monkey Punch. I did not know there was a Lupin anime that was directed by Monkey Punch himself. That's really cool, and that's Mm. wild. Yeah. Yeah, it looks really good too. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very curious about this one for sure. But yeah, another another Lupin joint, and one I did not know existed. Yeah, uh, Funimation dub will be included, so you know you know what to expect. Oh, this was one of this was a Funimation era Loopon thing. Okay. Yes. Huh. They got a lot more Loopon stuff than I thought. Yeah. All right. We also have
3: here. An Astro Rez joins the Lupin Third vs. Detective Conan TV special on Blu-ray. For
2: some reason, I had thought this was already released. Apparently, it was not. It was the movie. What? Yeah,
3: this is sort of like a prologue
2: to the movie. Oh my god, really? Yeah,
3: and as the slide says extensively remastered for HD, frame rate fixes, recomposited credit sequences, and a new upscale to
2: 1080p with AstroRes. And there will be a dub. So this must have been a mess to clean up then. God, seriously.
3: It was animated in SD. What? In 2013.
2: In 2013? Mm wow they animated this in SD in 2013 are you fucking shitting me insanity actual insanity I thought this was a movie that was already released that's why I'm like why is this such a big deal I didn't think this was a different thing that was connected to it that's oh my god
4: I vaguely remember there was more than one Lubot vs. Detective Conan thing but I didn't know this
2: I Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. that That's kind of insane. Cool, but fucking, wow, weird. Okay.
3: I would just like to point out, I really like the um Windows XP era PowerPoint look they had for this uh, slide presentation. I know what they're about. Yeah. All right. They announced a new steelbook coming out. Fatal Fury, the motion picture. Nice! Which is very cool. It's a very dumb movie, but it looks nice because uh, Masami Opari knows what the fellas and the ladies
2: and the fellas like. I have a question. Is this the one that was re-released that had a Matt McMuscles commentary track on?
3: I don't think
2: so. I'm think okay, I'm now that I say it, I'm it might have been an OVA series and not a movie. Which I'm learning how many fighting game animes there were in the nineties. I'm I'm getting like an educational shit I did not know were things thanks to Discotech. Uh... Yeah. Anyways, steelbook of this. Good stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. I need to pick these up someday. Uh, they also mentioned they also talked a bit about these uh, limited print run titles
2: which we're not
3: totally cool with
2: but eh, I'm gonna be honest yeah I I I don't care for this edition I I get I get why is that money is tight and production pipeline's fucked yeah but these aren't even it, licensor it, mandates. It feels like I, I it, don't know. It does give off the feeling of artificial scarcity. I think that's why I really don't care for this. Is that it feels like they're trying to create more value and like more quick buys by creating that scarcity, and I, yeah. I, I don't like it. They, it's with Hard and Yumi's got two thousand. Homes of Kyoto's got fifteen hundred, and Fuse, which was not announced until this panel, house also has a limited scarcity run. Yeah,
0: you know, just well, thinking uh, of the fact that only fifteen hundred Blu-rays of something will exist, it's just so fucking weird.
3: I mean, we know how long some of these anonymized DVDs have been sitting in the Right Stuff warehouse for, so... I... Okay. We should probably segue into what the license... There's yeah, they're doing another one. 1500
2: units of Aho Girl. So... Aho Girl is a Crunchyroll gag comedy manga, Japanese with English subtitles... Okay, we need to have a talk here. What the fuck is the limited run? What 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 counts for it? Because... When we were talking about this last... It implied... Titles that they didn't think... Were going to sell well. So it, they, they made it sound like they chose... Which titles got the limited scarcity run. Which if that's the case... If you think like the shoujo stuff, if you think the shojo thing, like Homes of Kyoto and the little cute dinosaur show, aren't going to sell well because of the niche audience, I get that. But like, Fuse is like a mid 2010s action series that looked really cool, and Aho Girl is like a recent memory gag comedy manga that at least people enjoyed. Those yeah, I'm a little th- shocked at that yeah. those kind of annoyed, you know? aren't niche. I I was having a talk about this recently with a friend of mine about another company that pisses people off by doing this. It would not surprise me if the actual reason for the scarcity runs is making the license to acquire these cheaper by making a finite amount of copies to sell.
3: That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like Maybe it's a case where they don't want to have to renew licensing costs, if that makes any sense. So they're just gonna do this, and once it's gone, they're 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 free of it or something.
2: See, that makes sense. But then I'm gonna call out the bullshit that was said earlier about Homes of Kyoto and and Hard and Yumi saying they thought that that was gonna be a niche audience, so they gave that a finite amount of copies. By then saying that Aho Girl and Fuse are also niche markets b- because of what those shows are, I call bullshit then. I feel like it would be one thing if they're like, gonna have,
0: you know, 1500 releases initially and judge how the sales go and potentially maybe down the line do more based on whether or not it sells. But the whole, like, exclusive numbered thing, I'm just like...
2: I don't care for this. I really do not care for this initiative. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes. I'm I'm glad they got Aho Girl, and I'm glad people can pick that up. But yeah, that one is also sub-only. Like,
0: I don't think the physical media anime market is bad enough that... You're not going to sell more than 1,500 of a semi-popular title.
2: I, I really feel like this is a way to cheapen the cost, and the fact that they didn't say that and said it's because we didn't think these titles were going to do well last time we talked about this kind of makes me a little more irate. Yeah. The good news is Planet Width is not one of these titles. Yeah, uh, that's a relief.
1: I don't know.
2: Yeah, Planet With is not on one of these limited-scarcity runs.
3: Okay. All right, we also have a new uh, live-action title, and it's a pretty interesting one. It is fr- the film Shogun's Samurai, directed by Kenji Fukusaku and starring the one and only Sonny Chiba. Nice! It's a very bloody affair, which makes it fun for the whole family. Nice indeedy. All right. We have a new SD Blu-ray release of a previously
2: released DVD title. Beelzebub. Okay, I thought this was previously released, but yeah, there's... I couldn't... Okay, cool. I think I thought this was in the original batch of, like... When Crunchyroll did their first DVD partnership with Discotech, I thought Beelzebub was among them, but I think I was mistaken. So this was just this was just a regular license Discotech acquired. Yeah, Beelzebub got 60 episodes. I'm told this is a cute show.
4: And it's and it's pretty fun.
2: Also the maid's pretty hot. Yeah.
3: Okay. all right uh they gave us an update on Earth, the Yatra. the movies movie five and movie six are almost ready um and amigo dubs will be included other features tbd they showed off some packaging which looks very nice we had an update on project echo 2 uh the work is still ongoing for that they showed off some more artwork for that as well I like the packaging it looks uh very nice. Again,
2: new artwork, which also looks very nice. So yeah, is that all of the Ursa? not Yatsura movies now? Uh yes, there are six movies.
3: Okay, so they now have all six Ursa Yatsura movies. They they have had them. They've just been
2: trying to get them all out all, all out on Blu-ray. Okay. To in my defense, some of these licensing announcements to when they're release, it's been a while for me to remember yeah. some of these. Alright, they also announced uh, a new uh, title coming out
3: uh, later in the fall. Gear AXZ.
2: This is season four yep. of five for Gear. So they have almost released the entirety of the Gear franchise. Which is actually pretty impressive.
4: I'm glad that they have kept it. Yeah, uh, and Honestly, yeah. Uh, uh,
2: I, I kind of was afraid they were going to just drop this one. Uh, yeah,
4: uh, and it's also worth knowing that, yes, this is, in fact, the season with Big Kidio on on Showyota.
2: Yes! <laughs> yes! Great! Good! <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to actually sit down and watch Symphogear. You should. Yeah, apparently, they really have to work hard for their subtitling software for Symphogear really pushes I it, believe it really pushes it to the limit anyways good stuff glad they're uh getting the more simple gear yeah
3: yeah so yeah we have our august uh release slate for discotech it is planet with lupon versus conan tv uh fuse Aho girl Fatal fury steelbook and yes project a 2
2: did we talk about the june and july slates already
3: i feel like we, we have. talked about those in past
2: episodes yes Got it. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Def- definitely for sure going to be picking up Planet With. That's definitely something on my want to buy list. I, yeah. I, I think I've said in the past before, I have no interest in buying things that are like uh, sub only. But I think that's mostly like a blind buy thing. If it's a show I really like and if I want to support it, I, I do want to support Planet With and I think I want to buy that.
3: Okay. Yeah. They also said that uh, a few titles are still not ready yet. Tales of Vantasia, uh, Kolocha Season 2, and uh, Digimon Season 1. I, I, be- I believe Mark and Justin Zavakis are still stuck in Digimon hell as we speak.
0: Which apparently is proving to be an even more obnoxious project than Cyborg 009 from what I hear.
2: And I don't feel like that's a good thing. So, like, I am not shocked in the slightest Digimon is taking a long time I've I I have seen some footage of those early seasons and boy is that woo? yeah no that that needs a good cleanup Koducha is also another one I'm not terribly surprised is taking its good time either to take what the fuck's up with Tales of Fantasia though who even knows? That one's not even that long, and they announced know, that it, one... It feels weird. Oh. Like, that's not even that long, and I think they announced that like a year ago. Like, go to ch- Digimon. That checks out. What the fuck's up with Tales of Fantasia? I Maybe mean, they forgot about it.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. We'll, we'll find out in time, but uh, yeah. They, will, they also announced a couple other things. Namely, that they have announced coming to Blu ray late 2022 The Flying Phantom Ship, a film from Toei from the year 1969.
2: It's getting a new English stuff from Coach of Sound. This is an interesting one. I was not expecting a film this old. And like I said, they were talking. They were using the second to talk about that they really like dubs and they like to at least produce a couple of English dubs every now and then. Like they mentioned, they did Banania, they did Hells, they worked up. Okay, dubs they produced. Banania, Hells, Kimono Friends, just to name a few. Gunbusters is still in production and they are still not yet ready to talk about that one. I'm really fucking curious about who's in Gunbuster, though. So, that one I'm waiting for. So, I guess while Song Cadence is doing that one, coach sound is doing The Flying Phantom Ship. I do not have this one prepared, so I'm kind of going to wing this a little. So, coach of sound for those who are unfamiliar, is the studio that is run by Brittany Lauda and Matt Shipman, pretty much by themselves, with a couple of mutuals. But it's basically, they are the studio. Uh, they've worked on a couple of titles, like Akudama Drive, She and Her Cat, and the current season of Legend of Galactic Heroes, Dinoe which they've been working on with Okatron. Just to name a couple of things. So, Brittany and Matt are directing this new, uh, English dub. Uh, Madeline Morris is doing the script adaptation. And a couple, so as far as who's in this cast, uh, it is, as a character named Mr. Kuroshiro, uh, it's played by Lucas Shunman, which is actually not a name I recognize. I think they recently popped up in the new Galactic Heroes series season, and I think he's from Chicago. Playing Mrs. Kuroshiro is Anne Yako of Jujutsu Kaisen fame. Jujutsu Kaisen, an Impact, Violet Evergarden, that that's that's where you know her. She she is Nobara Kujisaki. The Phantom Ship Captain, the Big skelloman is Patrick sight I don't even think I need to explain it. He's Dio motherfucking brand Dio motherfucking Brando, among many many others. He's Irigamagori, uh, just name a couple. The dumb dog Jack is Kellen Goff. This one's actually interesting because apparently this dog did not say or have sound in the original show, in the original Japanese, but the Eminem track existed and I guess they were like, oh, it's weird that the dog has no anything. So Kellen Doff has dog noises. Kellen Goff of Sasuke Miyano, uh, Akadama Drive, My Hero Academia... And then Mr. Arashiba is Frank Dodaro. Frank Dodaro, who you'll know as Draluke in The Vampire Dies in No Time. Among a couple other things. And starring in this dub. One I honestly could not believe when I saw it. Playing Hayato, the main character, lead boy, Mona fucking Marshall. You'll know Moto Marshall is a fucking industry legend at this point. Fully, Cooly, Digimon, fucking South Park. Yeah, Moto Marshall's been around the block. Did not expect her to pop up in this, but yes, I guess that does kind of capture the retro feel. And those are just a couple of the, that's like the main cast of this. This was a very interesting surprise, and I gotta say... This absolutely puts this movie on my fucking radar. It also sounds like they're doing a good job making this sound like an, a new old dub. Also, that blooper is very funny.
0: I was poisoned and left for dead. My ship set ablaze. My wife and child were aboard and vanished into the blue. An accident, they said. But the true culprit still walks free. Thus, my vengeance has anchored me here. My spirit is moored to my phantom ship, and I shall haunt this place until the day that. Oh, you little shit. You little. (laughs) (laughs) You missed me. You missed me, you little shit. Check this out. You see that? You see that? Over there, my burning ship. I'm going back (laughs) to you. you. Guy on the couch, scared lady, Scooby Dog. (laughs) What?
2: So, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm definitely going to check this out. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. All right, and they ended off with uh,
3: one last thing at the end. It was kind of... Eh, but still cool, I guess. Disco Tech will be releasing later in the year the Virtua Fighter anime, complete with... The partial dub that Media Blasters put for it, the first 24 episodes, I guess they just didn't feel like completing the rest of it.
2: It was the VHS era, which was basically, everybody did not know how the fucking game was played back then. I still don't know how the game is played. It's definitely at least a lot cleaner than how it was when things were released on VHS, that's for fucking sure. Anyways, was virtual fighter. It's cool. Yeah, no that that's pretty neat. But yeah, I definitely say, as far as the standouts of this particular panel, uh, flying phantom ship for sure, and definitely Planet With. I'm definitely really happy Planet With got picked up. Mm-hmm. Very good. And of course, more to come in the future and it, I think they were what was the next panel they were hyping up I don't even remember
3: I couldn't tell you well that's everything yeah gotcha yeah I was a doozy. yeah very very lengthy roundup of stuff but well, we yeah, did it, and my voice did didn't crap out in the end, although my nose feels very plugged up right now, so let's wrap this up. Alrighty. So, any final words before we head out of here and go to sleep for three
2: days? Well, that's just what I'm going to do. Um, expect a lot of video game news to be coming out soon. It's June, and Keeley's summer game thing is going to be coming, so that should be interesting. Anyways, yeah, uh, we'll talk to you more later with more news. Easy. Yes, we will. Well, thank you for listening to
3: this uh, extra stuff that's in the podcast. And, hey, we hope to we'll come back next time for video game talk. Maybe. We'll see. So un- until then, um, yeah, I need to learn how First book Fighter works. Also, I need medicine. Good night. I'm going to bed. Night, y'all.